Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa, and we are the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi, the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us to chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hello, welcome back. I am Pam, and I'm sitting here with Lisa. Hi. And Heidi. Hello. And today's developmental episode is all about <laughs> fine motor skills. Very professional sounding there. Right? Did you like that voice? <laughs> that was my teacher voice. That was my Heidi teacher voice. Um, so I yeah, hope no, I don't sound like that. You do. You, you. Hi. Um, so we are going to talk today about fine motor skills. So fine motor skills start from a very young age. Um, and Heidi's going to go through all of that with us. But it starts young, and it's definitely one of those things that I don't think we focus enough attention on that fine motor skill until it's, oh, shoot, you can't hold a pencil, or you really are struggling to write, or you're really struggling to um, use your fingers for, you know, most anything. So and sometimes it's just because it's just easier for us to do it, so we don't give our child the chance. And sometimes, to be fair... We just don't recognize that they've gotten older and they could probably do this stuff. So you're like doing it and doing it. And then one day you don't do it and they do it. And you're like, oh, okay. So that's something you can do now. Okay, great. Noted. Um, now, has this happened to you before, Pam? <laughs> do you have Never. an example? Never. Um, but then you turn around and you're like, oh, so you can do this on your own. Okay. So I've just probably been doing this for you for the last three months where you could totally do it on your own. You've and that both, is, You've both been had the... Parent has been had and the child's been had. It's like, oh, shoot, you saw me do up that snap on my pants. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? It's something, this is kind of part of all of parenting, is that we never kind of give them that full benefit of how much they can actually do for themselves. So we get caught up in it. But then once we see that they can do it, then that's a great kind of like, oh, okay, you can do it. So I'm going to step back now. So when we're talking about fine motor, I did mention it starts right kind of from a very early age. And what what do we mean by that? It, it starts in tummy time. It starts when they are starting to push up on their hands. They're starting to weight bear on their wrists, their palms, their fingers. It, that starts that early. And if you haven't listened to our tummy time episode, because we know that <laughs> tummy time is super, super, super important, we do have that tummy time episode. So if you have a little one who's struggling with tummy time, definitely listen, because not only is it important for tummy and neck and all of the extra stuff that we get from tummy time, but also that fine motor stuff mm-hmm. and, and we develop from uh the top of our head down so we learn how to sit before we learn how to crawl before we learn how to walk and we also develop from the inside of our body out so we learn how to um use our arms before we use to le- learn to use our hands so that's usually when we see a baby batting with their full arm at a toy on the jungle gym um and then it goes down to our fingers, so it's arm, hand, fingers. We we learn that development in that way. Um, so it would start with batting at toys, and then we would see you know raking using both hands, one hand, all fingers, raking a toy towards them, um, and then they would slowly get better, and they would go to three fingers using that tripod grasp, and then to two fingers using that tripod grasp, and that's when they would start. To a use pincer grasp. Was it two yeah, pincer. Sorry, sorry pincer grasp. Um, that's when we would start them to see doing more fine motor activities, or that they're ready for more intrinsic kind of things. Mm-hmm. And some babies like so for my middle two, so Alexa, 
Alexa, like, I put her down in her in her high chair to eat for the first time, and she had, like, the daintiest little, like, you know, six months had this dainty little fine pincer grass. She had that, not a problem. Um, but yet, Oscar, who's my, uh, sorry, AJ, who's my third, did that, like, raking probably well into his, like, eight month, and then he was like, oh, I can get, I can actually pick them up if I do it this way with a tripod, and then he got into that pincer, pincer grass. grass. Yeah. I know they start picking all the little crumbs and lint off the floor and eating it. Oh, so. you never know how dirty your floors are until they come to you 17 times a day. Like, here's a piece of lint from your floor. Oh, thanks. Like, I've got a pocket full of lint from my floor. I've picked up every piece for you. We don't need a vacuum anymore. We yeah. got, the, got the toddler and the fine motor skills. It's good for them. Okay, so what are some of the things if... If we have a little one who's struggling with the fine motor or who has struggled with their fine motor, what are we seeing later on in development? Well, I think even before we get to that, we need to know what the realistic expectation yes. is of fine Good. motor development, right? We always need to start out, what is the expectation before we start saying, oh, we're only doing five minutes of tummy time at two weeks of age. Well, yes. actually, that's amazing, yes. right? So let's start back at those expectations. So at six months of age, um, and this is, your your child should have mastered this by this age, not okay. started to master it, right? So the, we need lots of time to explore and experience these milestones before we master it. And these are the ages that your child should have mastered them by. So six months of age, um, we're looking to push up on the hands while okay. in tummy time. Okay. Nine months of age, uh, we should be passing an object from one hand to the other, back and Nine forth. Nine months, eh? Wow. Yep. And so um, you can encourage that by offering baby a toy and then offer baby a second toy. Yes. So what are they going to do with that toy? Are they going to pass it to their other hand or are they going to drop it? So, so now... to see them try and figure it out too, right? <laughs> like I have something in my one hand and they kind of look at that and then they look at their other hand and they're like looking at that second toy. How am I going to do this? And it's so much fun um, to to watch your child figure it out when you know what to look for. Yes. Where if, before we even say that, you're just like, like, what are we doing here? And then I say, well, this is what we're looking for. You're like, oh, I yes. see this. So much fun. 12 months, um, we should be using our thumb and pointer finger to pick things up, so that pincer grasp. 15 months of age, um, use two hands to play with an object. Okay. So we're bringing those hands into midline. We're playing with something in front of us. We're not just playing with it off to the side. 18 months old, um, they should be able to hold their own cup and take a drink by themselves. And now that's mastering. Yes. Right? So that doesn't mean that we don't start letting them hold their own cup or bottle at 18 months. Exactly. That's mastered exactly. being able to hold their own cup or bottle at um, 18 months. Uh, age two, they should be eating with utensils. Not perfectly, but... They're able to, you know, pierce that piece of chicken and bring yeah. that to their mouth. Whether they're going to want to for every single piece <laughs> of food, that's a, a completely different subject. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, whether they prefer to use them or not, but yes. they can. <laughs> uh, they should be able to take off some clothes. So they should be able to take off their socks, take off their own shoes, take off their hat. I, I feel like baby's master had to take off their own socks at like four and a half months. <laughs> I feel like socks well, they don't stay off. on very well to begin with. <laughs> yes, that's true. <clears throat> um, let's see. Uh, scribbling on paper, just making marks. We're not looking for, you know, 
stick figures or anything, but just mark making dots, lines, knowing that, you know, that marker or that crayon is creating marks on the paper is a whole process of learning for them. Two and a half, they should be able to unzip and unbutton. Unzip and unbutton, okay. Yeah. Not button up and zip up. Those are even a little more trickier, but they should, yes. you know, so unzip your coat. Yep. You do the button on your pants. We'll, uh, we'll do them down together for the diaper change or for using the toilet. Like babies' clothes have buttons on their pants anymore. <laughs> I know, eh? I know. It's all about the stretch. Yes. Um, age three, they should be able to turn doorknobs, which is sort of like a love-hate relationship because... Yes. Yes. Now they know how to open the door. We can't just close it anymore. They yeah. know how to turn the knob. Yeah. <laughs> That's the silver unfortunately, lining. <laughs> unfortunately, mine knew how to do that at age two. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it just made my life that much harder. I know. I know. Um, open containers and twist off lids. Perfect. So this is, you know, something that you could do at snack time, getting them ready for school for when they have their Absolutely. own lunches they have to deal with. Um, and then at four, they should be using scissors. So maybe not perfectly, but being able to snip the edge of a paper. They should be using that tripod grasp on the pencil. No more of uh, like a Palmer grasp when they're coloring. That's by four? Sorry, by four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and also they should be zipping zippers and buttoning buttons. Good. But you don't get to learn these things overnight. This takes lots of practice. Yes. And we have to work ourselves up to that. So if we don't have the opportunity very often to zip up our own coat or button up parts of our clothing, we can't learn it. Well, that's sometimes the challenge that we see in kindergarten classes, right? Mm -hmm. Is... Okay, so mom has zipped and unzipped your coat, or dad has zipped and unzipped your coat every single time you've gone out. Because it's quicker and faster, and we oh, gotta yeah. go, right? Because because this child stands there when there's you know twenty seven other students, and this child's like, I have no idea how to do this. <laughs> so hello, come and help me. Um, but we have lots of kindergarten tips for starting kindergarten in our kindergarten episode too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's one of them. So you don't need like you know, special contraptions or special activities to start working on these things. Your child is already building their fine motor skills through regular play. But it's nice to know what types of just play that we think is just playing yes. is actually working on these fine motor things. Some of the these things I'm going to go through right now are what we would typically think of as gross motor play. Yeah. And it wouldn't even be anything to do with fine motor. So I don't even want to, I don't, he's great at gross motor, so we're not going to do any of these things because we really want to focus on the fine motor. So I'll just go through this list. So tug of war, whether it's with a rope or a blanket or a washcloth with a baby in the bathtub. Yeah. We're building those fine motor. Love. Digging in the dirt, digging in the sand at the beach. That looks like big muscle play but it's they're working their little fingers they're working their hands their thumbs how are they holding that shovel holding on extra tight uh pulling a wagon again it looks like we're going out for a walk and we're pulling a wagon that's gross motor he's getting nice and strong no he's holding on to that handle he's learning how to pull his whole hand um so pulling... it's kind of like two birds with one stone one yeah, activity right absolutely and you know all play is like that it's never just this activity only yes. helps with this development, right? There's so many other um, ways and 
things that we're working on when we're doing things. Pulling a friend on a blanket on the you know slippery linoleum floor. That looks like a big gross mortar one, but to hold on to that blanket tight yes. enough so that it doesn't slip out of your hands, so much fun for them too. Like it's like they could do that for hours, taking turns going back and they forth, really and they're working on those strong uh, finger muscles there. It's all fun and games until somebody's fingers lets go and, <laughs> and you fall down on your butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, crawling through the tunnel, crawling up the slide. Um, crawling up the slide is really hard because not only are you using those gross motor skills, but you're trying to hold on to the yes. tiny little ledge of the slide as you're going up, using your hand in a different way. Um, climbing up the ladder, you have to hold on and alternate. Which is a really big one that I find um, sometimes at the park we get really involved with them and we end up doing a lot of that, here I'll just pop you up on top, here I'll mm -hmm. you know, help you down type thing, right? Mm -hmm. So using those ladders, using those stairs on the structure is mm -hmm. really good. The monkey bars? Yeah. Especially when they're up on the top of the structure and you tend to just stand there and let them you know, grab onto you to come down when you can encourage them by yes. turning them around and yes. showing them how to yes. get down the stairs or the ladder. Yes. Um, holding on to the, the chain of the swing while they're being pushed. Mm. They're adjusting how they're holding it as they go forward, as they go back. So the swings are important. I hate the swings. Oh, yeah? How come? Because then I just stand there and I go, woo. Yeah, I know. I can't stand. Woo, push me harder. So then do an underdog. Teach them how to pump their legs. Well, I do, but do when an they're still in the little, in the little, in the little, when the bucket seat. Learning. Yeah, the bucket seat. I'm, I'm the same, though. I've always disliked swings. I We do, so we have to play at the park side note uh we have to play in the park <laughs> and then we'll do the swings like the last 10 minutes because yeah. otherwise i could spend the Anything whole I... time at the park at the yeah. swings pushing one or the other and then i'm like yeah so we do swings the last 10 minutes <laughs> unless you can do it yourself yeah so exactly <laughs> but it is good for Shame. them so have at it um Child yoga is super popular right now. There's all yes. these apps and videos and YouTube that you can follow along to. So all those poses where they're using their hands is strengthening their finger muscles as well. So it's not just for gross motor. Perfect. And then some more specific fine motor activities through play would be the Duplo, the large Lego. Yes. Regular Lego. Peg puzzles, regular puzzles. We're learning how to turn those pieces around, manipulate them between our fingers and flip them around. Card games, picking up those cards, flipping them over, bringing them together, putting them into a stack. So, you know, um, go fish, memory. Yeah. Those are all those great card games. We think that's just a cognitive game. 52 pick up. 52 pick up. <laughs> Euchre. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're playing Euchre at two. 52 but... pickup is my favorite game. Yeah. <laughs> <Are you kidding? laughs> Whatever. Taxi, was that that one? Did you ever play Taxi? No. I'm it the driver. Keeps them very busy. You're the driver. And you're, the, you're the driver, and here all your people pick them up, and then the cards go flying everywhere, and then they have to go around, <laughs> zoom around to pretend to pick up their people. Too funny. Yeah. Um, coloring, that's an obvious one, right? Using markers, pencils, pens, uh, whatever you have, crayons, painting, different kinds of paintbrushes, wide paintbrushes, bulb-sized paintbrushes, yes. um, washing, 
Children love to wash things. Oh, they, <laughs> if you give the kid a cloth and they will wash your walls, your not well. No, like the windows. The, you might have to repaint because it was the, anything. They one part wash. was scrubbed super clean. Yeah, dishes. If like, you want an activity for a rainy day, set your child up at the sink. Yes, with some dishes. Yeah, <laughs> and that will keep them occupied for a very long time. Oh my gosh, I might make do... a mess. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Put a towel and down. That's okay. <laughs> Put a towel Put down. A towel down. <laughs> they also have some great toy sinks that yes. run. The water runs, and they just can sit there and wash them. But I, I don't think wow. anything really compares to the full size sink. They just love it. They do. I also spring is. We're, we're, I feel like we're almost coming into spring. Um, when we take out all of the backyard toys, all the backyard toys, the structures, the cars, like mm -hmm. all the big trucks, all of mm -hmm. those things, that's a really good like warm bucket water of soap um, on a nice day, rubber boots. Washing your bike. For some reason, it felt yes. like so amazing. Do you, really, how dirty do bikes get? <laughs> yes. So that washing, and they do, like toddlers love literally like a water bottle and a cloth. And I'm like, have fun. Anywhere you spray, you have to wipe though. That was kind yeah. of, a, otherwise Oscar just sprayed everything and didn't bother wiping anything. Yeah. Um, so wherever you spray, you have to wipe and yeah, like. And it doesn't have to be, you know, toys, walls, floors. They can help scrub up the potatoes and the carrots yeah. and the celery. Yes. Give Wash them a little the fruits, brush. The apples, the, yeah. Yeah, and the apples over and over and over again. They will Taking have so much fun. Taking the husks off the corn. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. a good one. And then <laughs> fine picking all that hair on the corn. Yes. That would be a very good fine motor activity. Yes, yes. That is one task that I can't stand doing, so I always get my kids to do that one oh, for me. Oh, that's a fun one. Oh, no. No, and then it all ends up in the, the sink drain, and you yes. got to clean that out 19 times. and. Well, I put them outside on the back deck, though. <laughs> that's where they do it. <laughs> oh, go. good, good. <laughs> so sometimes um i'll get uh, a family uh who's concerned that their child is starting school soon and they can't even hold a pencil to write their name yes. yet and so i'll observe the child um, using a marker or a crayon in the art center and their finger muscles aren't even ready for that kind of work yet. We actually have to go back a little bit and strengthen some of those finger muscles. So some activities that we can do if we're noticing that our children aren't meeting these milestones or mastering these milestones by these ages is allowing them to try to do some of the stuff themselves, right? Take your shoes off, uh, unzip your coat, like giving them, them that time to do that um, Play-Doh is a great way to strengthen those finger muscles. As much as you might ha hate Play-Doh in the house, it is a really <laughs> good activity to help strengthen those finger muscles. It is. And so what you would do, though, is you wouldn't even introduce, you know, cookie cutters or any kind of um, instruments to play with the Play-Doh. Just play with the Play-Doh. Yeah. Squeeze it. Watch it come through your fingers. See how hard you can squeeze that Play-Doh. Pick off little tiny bits with your pointer finger and your thumb, make a bunch of holes in that Play-Doh and then take those little bits that you pinched off and stick them in those holes. Like just play with the Play-Doh, break off some pieces, using, roll some yeah. balls, roll a big snake, and then maybe introduce something like a butter knife. 
And then we're just cutting all those little pieces of the snake into little balls. It doesn't have to be cookie cutters. In fact, it's better if you start without. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To really get their fingers working mm-hmm. and using mm-hmm. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Play-Doh is one of my favorite activities to give them because it keeps them busy for so long. Yes. And, well, my my son, anyways, it yeah. keeps him busy for so long. And it's something that he just, he does. He just sits there. And then I could do the dishes. I can do all sorts of things while he's sitting there playing with Play-Doh. My little ones were the same. Amazing. I hated Play-Doh. Really? Why? What uh, did they, they do with it? They put them all <laughs> into like 9,000 tiny little balls. <laughs> And then you're like, there's balls of Play-Doh everywhere, and I, yeah. But Play-Doh was better than that, uh, is it the sand stuff? At least Play-Doh, you can, like, take a big ball and smack, 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 and get all the little balls, and they all stick together. Yeah. But it was, I think it's the sand that doesn't actually connect back together or or whatever, so you're, like, sweeping up sand. (laughs) I love all that stuff. Oh, it kills me, that stuff. Um, stringing beads. Yes. Little pony beads on a piece of yarn. You can put a little piece of masking tape on the end of the yarn to make it a little more pointier so it doesn't it's yes. not so limp when you try to put it on. Or you could put beads on pipe cleaners and you can get the stuff at the dollar store. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Um, stickers, peeling, peeling off stickers, stickers and putting on stickers. So that's something I would often give my little ones to do while I made supper so that I could, you know, get the supper prepared. Give them a piece of paper so that the stickers go onto the paper and not all over your walls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or I would give them, like, an old magazine, and I would say, put all the stickers oh, on their nice. eyes or on their noses. And so, like, like they were looking for something. So they, it was, like, more of an activity than just taking the stickers off and putting it Sticking on a piece of paper. Because that's a big one. Like, peeling, figuring out, and then oh, yeah. peeling that sticker... And then, okay, I've got it on my on my finger, but then now trying to get it down and sticking it to the paper can be really tough, too. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes when you get stickers, they're just the stickers on the, the cellophane, but sometimes they've got, like, it's, like, perforated. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's the backing, and then there's the outside of the oh, sticker yes, and the sticker. Yeah. If you can peel that outside of the sticker off, like it's like so when you would peel it off it would just be like a bunch of holes okay so it makes it easier for them to peel they can get their fingernail in between the sticker and the backing of the cellophane so peeling that like perimeter that frame off can help and then folding the i always yeah folding it over fold the page so that they can get their finger under um using glue let them use glue let them snip a bunch of paper from the flyers it doesn't have to be even things that are cut out just bits of paper yeah yep. um and then let them glue it to the other parts of the flyer like you're not even buying that stuff that stuff's coming to your door every day like so yes they need to learn how to use glue in the beginning they'll probably just drip 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 it um but let them get that out of their system and they need to learn how to spread it wipe it off on the edge um another one is spooning something from one bowl to the other so it could be spooning beads it could be spooning popcorn kernels dried beans lentils Mm. pom-poms and then switching hands right so if they're doing it using their right hand and they're spooning from left to right get them to switch hands and spoon them back the other way it's a little bit trickier now speaking of that um this definitely was something that was more prevalent 
back when. However, if we see a child who is left-hand dominant, mm -hmm. we are okay to leave them left-hand dominant. We are not trying to... Absolutely. We're not trying to smack the left-handedness out of them. <laughs> I don't think... I Goodness, I hope nobody's doing that anymore. No, but I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Absolutely. That, yeah, so if they are more um, left-handed dominant, we still... Whether they're right or left-handed dominant, you still want to be offering getting them to do it both sides however if they are left-handed dominant you don't have to worry about you know removing everything and putting it into the right hand so they'll be right-handed mm -hmm. uh well that was awesome miss heidi thank you so much for um offering those extra pieces of information when it comes to the fine motor i think it's something that we don't really necessarily recognize that it is something that we can work on and help our little ones with so if you're not sure right we did talk a little bit about some of the extra activities well we talked a lot about some of the extra activities we can do to help encourage that fine motor but if you're still not sure or if you're not sure about what you can do around your house anything that you do during the day um, that you're recognizing, so putting the key into the keyhole, if oh, you are, you know, opening bottles, if you are, anything that you're doing. Pushing the buttons on the microwave. Yeah, any of that fine motor stuff that you are doing during the day, those are, like, things that you can stop and say, okay, ooh, how could I modify this for him? How mm -hmm. could I help with that, right? Pulling the Kleenex out of the Kleenex box. Mm -hmm. um, those little things, right? So anything that you're doing like that, try and uh, get your little one more involved in. And let them practice, 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 practice. Fine motor skills are huge for hygiene. Blowing your nose, wiping your bum. Oh, nice. We want those fine motor skills. We, for that. we definitely you do. Know, giving a wipe, folding that toilet paper, that takes some practice, it right? Does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so, but also be mindful of how much maybe you're micromanaging it, right? Can you step back yes. and maybe you just start the zipper and they pull the zipper up the rest of the way. Start with that and then, you know, a couple weeks down the road say, well, see if you can start it. Try first and then then I'll try it. And, and giving them an extra five or ten minutes. Okay, buddy, we're going to be leaving soon, so yes. why don't you start getting ready? Why don't you start doing this? Because, like we said, it, it is one of those things. Okay, it's time to go. Here we go. Zip. Here she was on. And, and you don't even notice. And you're like in the car. You're like, oh, darn. I was supposed to let you get ready today, and I totally just did it for you. Bring the jacket out at playtime and play with the zipper. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, you know, in the Only morning as at, we're going. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That could be an activity. Yep. They love everything that's not a toy. <laughs> we used to have like a, a little bear that had all these different, yes. they had like eight or nine different clips and like my kids loved it. And some of them have like these really great buckles and it was all different kinds of buckles. So it allowed them, our little ones, that chance to practice with different uh, various buckles and then also be able to practice that fine motor. And they loved it. Yes, they absolutely loved it. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much, Heidi. We do really appreciate, um, I know fine motor is one of those, or not even fine motor, just development in general is one of those things that I don't think we ask enough questions about, but I think it obviously is so super, super important. And with these episodes, our whole goal is, you know, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you need to know, especially when it comes to development and our child's development. And sometimes if you haven't spent you know your years creating all sorts of different activities and toy and games for little ones to play with it's hard to come up with oh you're really lagging here with with holding the pencil what other things could I get you to do around the house to help improve that pencil holding that isn't just 
working on holding that pencil. And I think um, the strategies we ch chatted about today are going to be really helpful. So, and I think if you you know you you notice it and then you start really working on it and don't see much improvement, definitely something to chat with your doctor about. Yes, and get a head start on it. You might need a little bit of. Um, extra support, occupational therapy, maybe you might need a physiotherapist involved. So getting uh, someone to look at maybe the fine motor of your child if you are concerned to see if there's any underlying cause. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then probably getting a bunch of tips and tricks from them as well. Mm -hmm. So we hope that helps. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.